son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Cerrone and Simpson. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Welcome to the DC Crossover Special Edition with our local national quote-unquote news, whatever you want to call it, Ben, uh, with Parkview High School and Manassas Park High School canceling their football seasons uh, this year. Parkview is a storied program, Ben. Uh, We both know it. Um, You lived uh, a little bit closer to Parkview than I did, uh, but we're still kind of maybe the same distance when we grew up. Uh, You go into Herndon, me going to Potomac Falls, and... We both know Parkview pretty well from broadcasting high school sports, and uh, they've been struggling overall in most sports uh, through uh, the last, I guess you could say, last decade or so uh, for the most part. The last time when I was in high school in 2009, uh, that was probably one of the last years they were pretty uh, competitive uh, when it came to uh, football as a whole. But as as a topic now, canceling their football seasons is, I mean, that's a huge deal. And um, we'll get right into the talk right here as when we're looking at Manassas Park, as they canceled their season after Parkview did, um, what's really the issue? I mean, let's let's get right into it right now and talk about this issue uh, in our minds of the decline of interest in football in high school. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where 
I think it's it's not just one issue. I think it's a it's a lot of different factors in it. Um, where you know you've got, of course, you know, changing demographics in the school. You've got uh, you know a, a Parkview program that you know zero and ten in twenty seventeen. They they haven't had a winning season since two thousand nine. You know they that they, was one of the year I graduated. I told you they had those years of. You know, they had those real early success in, in the late 90s um, and early 2000s and then had, you know, kind of the last year of really established success was, success was 2007, really, with that, that 10 and 2 season. And, uh, you know, so that's a program where and, and I come from, uh, you know, a school and a program that hasn't had success in, in football for a long time. And it makes it tough uh, on, on, on the teams and, and bringing out the guys because, if if you're just part of a program that is a perennial loser uh, for a decade, well, why would you want to go play for that team when you can go play a different sport and maybe find some success? Uh, kind of depending on you know the, the the different programs and things along those lines, and and then it's also as a national headline as a whole, and the fact that you know f- high school football and football in general attendance wise is, is is going down a little bit because of uh, the safety issues. I mean, a lot of the talk about the safety issues and CTE and parents not wanting their kids to be involved in a sport that may have, um, you know, lasting damage overall. And so it's a lot of different factors in there, but it's sad. It, it sucks as, as high school football guys like, like you and I as, um, broadcasting over the last decade or so to see a big name like Parkview um, in Sterling, Virginia, shutter their football program is, is, is pretty alarming. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And the Washington Post had an article out there talking about Parkview football cancels varsity season, citing low participation. Uh, they only had 18 players come out for the team this season. And they actually also mentioned that this is the first time ever in Loudoun County history that they've had to cancel a varsity football program season. I mean, that's 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 pretty you know pretty telling right there. That this is the first time ever in history, and two two teams do it in the same uh, area in, in the DMV area. Um, it's uh, in North Virginia area, I should say. It's it's very difficult, and that's one of the things they said is that that given the the competitive nature of Parkview's schedule in Loudoun County, that they didn't want to expose. Uh, players to injury because 18 players isn't even enough to have one player for each position on both sides of the ball. You have 11 starters on the defense and the offense. So (laughs) that equals 22, not 18. So overall, I mean, you have guys that play two ways, but at the same time with, like you said, Ben Parkview coming out last year playing and and going, zero and 10 and, and years in the past have, have done the same. I mean, it's just kind of disheartening, uh, to see their football program, as you said, uh, go from such a high standard uh, with Mickey Thompson working there um, and some other guys like Derek Dodinsky was a great football player when I was there. Uh, Rob Hayes, who went and played at Florida. Uh, it's some of these guys that, that have been great players throughout that whole entire school. And we're mainly focusing on Parkview because that's one of the biggest telling things because it's Ladd County and whatnot. But I mean, they opened up a brand new field. I broadcasted, you know, it's kind of irony here, the Parkview Manassas Park football game like two years ago. I broadcasted that game at Parkview because the Washington Redskins donated over $100,000 for their new field. Uh, Brand new, beautiful field, beautiful uh, scoreboard, all this stuff. And all of a sudden now you're looking at it and saying, 
oh, well, we don't have a football team, so how are we going to use this thing except for you know other sports? And then on the Manassas Park side of things, I mean, it's another program that had a lot of success in the mid-2000s. I mean, they had an undefeated season in 2004, won it all, uh, yep. and then, you know, had some winning seasons not too long ago. I mean, back in 2012, 8-4 and four season, and then it kind of started going downhill at 2-8, and 1-9, and 0-10, oh 2-8, and 1-9, and, and, and kind of this, this repeat. Um, so Manassas Park, another program where – you know, you have this success and kind of have this thriving mid-2000s and then things start going downhill in the late 2000s. And I don't know if it has to also do with maybe all the new schools popping up, redistricting, things along those lines um, where, you know, students are being moved around to different uh, different schools and uh, different sport opportunities. And then you do have this kind of hysteria about, um, you know, the dangers of football and, and, and you know, whatever. We'll leave that to the to the scientists. But, you know, it, it, it's, it, it stinks. And, and it's funny because my... My very first broadcasted game was a Parkview game uh, for, for, for game day seven years ago. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a Parkview football game uh, that I called by myself, um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's it's, it, it's it's strange. It's strange to not have a Parkview football game on the schedule uh, for for this season for for us calling it here. And um, you know what we're hoping is not the case is. That it's, this creates a domino effect, and next thing you know, we're seeing uh, a couple programs a year drop out. Um, that's what we hope does not happen. But, Mike, I mean, if there's any indication, I mean, these are two pretty major programs to, to shutter their varsity season here this season. Uh, will we see a couple more, you know, coming up? Because we know the big guys are never going to have their doors closed. The Westfields, the Centervilles, you know, all those those types of schools that oh, yeah. are perennial powerhouses. But if we're talking these programs that are going 1-9 and and 0-10 and, and the kids are saying, well, why would I go play this sport and get yelled at for five months by a coaching staff and lose every game to Westfield and those guys when I can just maybe go play an instrument or <laughs> paint a painting or, you know, I don't know. It's just like... There's alternatives, uh, and I think you know. There's just there's there's other options for kids where they're seeing that as much as I I think sports brings so many positives to to a kid uh, playing it. I think you can learn so much beyond just the actual sport itself, as far as teamwork and blah blah blah. You know, we could go on for days talking oh, yeah. about the benefits of playing high school sports uh, if that's your thing. But I think kids are saying, why do I want to go play for an O and ten team? Yeah, you know, why would I want to go do that? I can go now. Baseball's a year-round sport. I can play fall baseball. I can play fall lacrosse i can play you know soccer i can do all these other sports that um that I, that maybe i'm not going to go in 10 or i've got more of a chance to play or things along those lines and maybe i'm not going to be getting tackled by the the six five <laughs> 250 pound lineman from, from westfield from loudon valley, from loudon valley <laughs> that's going to be going to play in the nfl in Penn a couple of years <laughs> exactly it's you know for these kids it's tough it's tough to say you know i have no shot at making it to the nfl one day um my team has no shot at winning a state title why would I come out and play for this program um, that's just been losers for years? It's really tough to change that mindset. Yeah, and that's another thing you have to look at is what you mentioned before. I think the changing demographics is also a big thing. Uh, on Wikipedia, I know that's not the most reliable source, but um, recently I saw that uh, a neighboring school in Potomac Falls actually had uh, around 80% uh, whites uh, white kids um, there, and then all of a sudden, Parkview had uh, a lot lower percentage. And not saying that that they're, they're the only ones that play football, but I'm saying that a lot of the, the demographics around Parkview they don't play football, 
You know, they, they, they don't, they don't, they, they play soccer or they play uh, track or wh- whatever. Like those are the more sports that they compete, that they're more competitive in, in this day and yeah, age. Yeah. Maybe traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some different cultures that are not as ingrained exactly. in the football. That's what I'm football world. Say, yeah. No, no, exactly. I know what you mean. And, um, you know, it's stats are stats. And if, if those demographics are changing, then they, they're changing. There's no hiding that. Um, and like you said, you know, maybe some cultures that just aren't as, again, as ingrained in the football, uh, you know, tradition and maybe it brings some more, some different different kind of uh, sports and different international flair and things along those lines. So I think it's, it's definitely changed um, over the years. Well, think about it also with the enrollment. I mean, 1400 kids. I was talking to my brother-in-law last night and he actually is a graduate of Parkview back in 2007. And, you know, he, he said, Oh, well, don't they have like less than a thousand kids now or something? And I said, no, they have the same amount of kids because he didn't know that the season ended as well. And that's the thing. I think, uh, as you mentioned, uh, some of these demographics that aren't uh, too you know, well diverse with football as a whole uh, it really is a big detriment. But I also think if you add that and also add the sole fact that I don't know if football is actually catching up with the decline of interest to play. Uh, a lot of school or a lot of uh, parents and different things like that, like a famous guy like Drew Brees is saying the same thing. I asked my sister about uh, my nephew who's, I mean, he's only, you know, <laughs> not even in uh, kindergarten yet, but I asked him about football and she said something like, I don't know, like when you have those wavering, uh, you know, thoughts about, do I really want to head and play football? Like for me personally, I don't have a problem with my kid playing football when I have a kid, but at the same time, uh, it might be different when you're a parent. Like you always think about safety and you always want to have your kids safe. And uh, back in the late, you know, in, in, the, in the early 2000s and late 90s and all that kind of stuff, football was thriving. But then at the same time, you don't think of, oh, is my kid going to get a concussion? Or, uh, you know, you see all these different things, these movies coming out and all these statistics coming out that say, oh, well, this is not a safe sport. This is so violent. This is this and that. Like, that's the difference. And I think that when people have those wavering minds and saying, like you said, Hey, can I just go out and play soccer or can I go play out basketball? You know, if I if I, you know, tear my ACL uh, playing basketball, it's a little bit different than getting my my head, you know, you know, you know messed up or my brain messed yeah. up and getting a big hit in football. Yeah, football's a very very violent sport as we know and you have, I mean, there's injuries in all sports, but football just tends to be the one where you hear the most about all the different injuries. I mean, there's not, I mean, do guys tear their ACLs playing basketball? Yeah, of course it happens. Do more guys tear their ACLs playing football? I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I assume my, I make the educated guess that, yeah, it happens more in something like that. So because just of the nature of the sport, there's a lot more physical contact, obviously, in football than in some of these other sports. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, it comes down to you know question of what parents want to do for their kids kids and um, what option they feel like is best. And I think we're seeing that firsthand as a combination of changing demographics, changing kind of agenda and information that's out there available about football and the information that, that parents have. And, uh, and then just the fact that, uh, again, why would you want to play when you know that so-and-so school is going to be the state champions at the end of the yeah. day, and if you're playing the sport to try to be the best, and you know you, it is literally impossible to be the best, then why do it You know, sometimes? That, that's kind of a question that, that remains there, too, besides the fact of what you can get out of it, and it's a possible tri- uh, trip to a college scholarship and, and things along those lines. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it definitely sucks. Yeah, I think it's definitely a big deal, um, as you said, uh, basically, when it comes down to, is anyone interested in football anymore? Well, I, I got baseball season. Oh, because well, well, I know a lot of kids that go out there and they're hiring coaches for this or they're hiring coaches for that. I mean, even I mean, there's a 
major league gaming right now. I mean, for Xbox and stuff like that, it's like obviously a lot of parents don't want their kids playing Fortnite every two seconds. But at the same time, you can get paid for YouTube and Twitch and all this kind of stuff. So it's like, why would you try to pressure your kid into playing football? Or I don't, I don't think that there's that many hardcore dads out there anymore that are saying like, hey, you need to go to two a days or this and that. Like I remember back in the day, I used to go and, and have some some two a day practices for certain football teams I've been on and, and whatnot. I luckily didn't have any injuries uh, playing football uh, for the most part, except for maybe a sprained neck or something like that at one point. But that wasn't, you know, so groundbreaking that I would be like, okay, I need to stop playing this and stop playing that or just live in a bubble. But I think uh, it, football as a whole needs to become a little more safer. But the problem also is that they're only doing so much as they or as much as they can, Ben, to make it as safe as possible without. You know, I mean, they're making rules in the NFL, the, the highest league in this in this world for football. They're making rules that it's, it's hard for them to even tackle somebody anymore without getting a penalty or something. Well, like you that. saw last night in the Miami LSU game, the kid from Miami gets tossed from the game for targeting uh, very early in that game and uh, automatic ejection in a tackle that it was questionable. It's yeah. questionable on 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 if if that's you know the right call to make. And you when you've got guys getting kicked out of the game. Uh, out of football games, and, and these are especially in college where you're trying to earn a trip to the NFL, an yeah. NFL draft, or at least a, an opportunity to play in the NFL, and you have to lose a whole game of major film against a major program like LSU, and uh, you, you lose that, and that you get that kind of opportunity taken away from you. It's tough. I, I do think, yeah, the rules need to be in place to make things safer, of course, um, but again, I don't like the, the, this idea of guys uh, being thrown out of games all the time and losing the, the opportunities for college scholarships or NFL trips and things along yeah. those lines uh, because of a mistake that they make in a football game. Oh, I went a little high here. Uh, I led with my head uh, because I've been trained since I was five years old to lead in a certain way. A lot of it also comes down to coaching and the way these guys have to be taught well, uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, going, how to properly tackle. But going along with what you just said is that throwing somebody out of the game, does that really portray to the people watching at home that it's safe? Like, if you say, like, if they're trying to be safe and say, like, like, I think it's kind of counteractive, basically, or kind of kind of productive, where you say, we wanna, we're we going to throw this kid out of the game just to be safe, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the people at home are perceiving it to see, oh, this guy is being dangerous. Or that's a huge, that's a dangerous place. So, the, so their, their, their psychological makeup right there has been changed to see that, oh, my gosh, like, this kid is targeting. Oh, my gosh, these people go out there and they're, te- they're teaching this, they're teaching that. So technically, they're looking at the negative aspect of someone getting thrown out of the uh, – excuse me, thrown out of the game, talking a little too fast, getting thrown out of the game, but then they're also seeing, oh, that's a huge negative aspect when the people like the referees and the NCAA and all them are seeing it as a positive aspect of throwing somebody out of the game to make it safer. So it's kind of like you're crossing paths here that aren't ever intersecting to the most part where it's like one of those roads that go like this, like parallel, but they're not really connecting and not seeing eye to eye in that sense. But I, I don't know what to do. I mean, obviously, I'm not the expert in this situation, but as a whole, you you, you got to figure out something to do in this case. It could be something sim- simple as demographics or whatever it may be, but I think it's more of an underlying case of the popularity of the sport and what else is actually going on uh, as a whole in this case uh, of high school football and football, the sport being as popular as it was uh, back in the, back in the you know nineties, two thousands, whatever it may be, and also right now it loses so much interest because of concerned parents and concussions and all this data that's coming out that people are looking at and saying, "Wow, 
I could play something completely different and be completely fine with what my kid is doing. I agree. All right. <laughs> well, that's going to do it right there for the DC Crossover Special Edition. We just wanted to touch base on that because it's somewhat recent news, Ben, um, around this area. Uh, you know, we're technically in uh, Lansdowne, Leesburg area right now. Uh, it's not, I mean, from Parkview right here, it's about 15 minutes away. So it's actually very close in the vicinity. But we just wanted to touch base on that real quick and see what our thoughts were uh, about that issue. And let us know your thoughts, you know, comment, rate, do whatever you need to do. Uh, if you like our thoughts, let us know. If you don't like our thoughts, if you have different thoughts that you want to portray, uh, you can comment on our Facebook, DC Crossover Podcast, uh, or on Twitter, DC Crossover and then you can also go on dccrossover.com, get in contact with, contact with us there, and we'll mention you on the next podcast and let you guys know uh, what your guys' thoughts were out there uh, behind the speakers. If you're on your commute, whatever it may be, that's our goal is to give you guys something to listen to uh, wherever you may be in a doctor's office or whatever and try to give you a few laughs along the way. But for Ben Simpson, I am Mike Cerrone. It's a special edition uh, of DC Crossover right here on iTunes Podcast and also on the Google Play Music Stores. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, again, go on all the social media outlets or you can email Mike at DCCrossover.com or Ben at DCCrossover.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you all for listening once again to a DC Crossover Special Edition.